Welcome back to Chapter 2 of Rewriting Her Story. We're your hosts, Mari and Steph. We're back and ready to share more life experiences, discuss mental health issues we all face, as well as interviewing special guests. Join us this season as we dig deeper into vulnerability and get out of our comfort zones. Buckle up, bitches. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. Fuck, forgot to look what episode this is. I think it's 78. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. We've been back for it is. Yes, 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 yes. Three weeks now from our little yeah. hiatus. And let me just say, we were a little bit scared that if we went away, that people would stop listening, right? Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. definitely has not happened. So I just want yeah. to acknowledge that I received a message yesterday from some from a listener who I will not name because it's yeah. There's confidential stuff, right? But I just wanted to say, like, to get a message from somebody to say, hey, I listened to this episode and it helped me, like, go to my doctor and advocate for myself. And now I'm appropriately medicated and, like, getting the help that I need. Bro, that was, like, humongous. Huge. I responded back with, like, I am not emotionally stable enough to get a message like this right now, but uh, I appreciate really it. Doing well, so thank so you. God, I much, that. I right? like, that. And they were like, you know, you guys really are changing lives. Like, that is just amazing. Mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think it led into, you know, creating that reel of, you know, I wish our podcast had more streams of like, wait, we have a podcast. Like, yeah. So I loved that. I literally was like, Oh, yeah. I know because we talked about it like way in the past. Right. And we oh, used to God, just yeah. make stupid videos of like us on Snapchat, just being mm-hmm. silly to like pass the time and it was funny. Yeah. And cope with our job. And now we're doing something similar, but like reaching people and having an yeah. impact. And it's just, it means a lot to us. So thank you. And yes, if you're listening, it, you know who you are. It means the world. And I know that you are so diligent about fielding um, the emails and stuff like that and that you received it. But I, I will say too, like that to me, that is when I ended the last PS, PS episode that we did. And I say like that this allows us to live our soul's purpose. Like I mean that with all of the, the cosmic energy that I have, like mm-hmm. I'm that to the nth degree of that, having this and being able to share these topics and speak very candidly and open about them Mm -hmm. is so important to me because as a therapist who's governed by my license and the licensing board, there are certain things that I can and cannot do. Like sure, removing insurance from the picture has, you know, opened up the realm of possibilities, but I still, there are still things that I have to follow because Mm -hmm. of my license. So having this platform to be able to say like, this is the information, do with it what you will Mm -hmm. feels so freeing, but so purposeful. And to have something like that happen where somebody was able to get correctly diagnosed and get on the correct medication, that's life-changing. Yeah. That is life-changing. Instead of this, like this internal battle of like, why am I like this? Why can't I this? Why can't I be like this? Like you finally get to have that shift of like, bro, it's not, it's like, I don't need to internalize this. I don't need to self-shame this. Like this is a part of the way that my brain was created and I didn't have control over that. I was gonna say, it's a part of you as a functioning human being. It's not all of you that's quote unquote flawed or something is wrong with you. It'd be like, why do I have diabetes? Mm -hmm. Like the one that you're born with where like your insulin and shit. Yeah. Why do I I have diabetes? Like you can, that was just happens. You Mm -hmm. can't control that. Why do I have heart disease? You can't control that. Mm -hmm. Like, so that shame and stuff that comes with it, that is such a heavy burden to take. And I think that's why there's such a stigma behind mental health of like, well, I can only go if something's really messed up or Mm -hmm. I'm really, 
blah, blah, blah. No, mm-hmm. like shit like that everyday things that the story that you've been telling yourself because you don't know otherwise mm-hmm. can be, that can be undone. Yep. It's, it's so powerful. So I like, oh, that, I love that. That makes me so happy. And I love that people appreciate that we're open and vulnerable on this too, right? Because there's a lot of things that we don't share with clients, obviously, but if they listen to this, then they're going to know more about us, but it's not appropriate for us to divulge like, oh yeah, I struggle with X, Y, Z, but in a therapy session, it's not about us, right? Like it's, it's about the client. There are times that I do self-disclose if it is therapeutically appropriate in that moment. Right. But this is just a very different situation and we're very appreciative of it. Yes. Yeah. Like if a client's like, do you ever struggle with this? Like, I mean, I'll obviously validate the client and be like, yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. Struggle communicating all the fucking time. All the time. Did you ever struggle? yell at your kid? Yeah. What's the question? Oh, what? I literally cussed <laughs> her out the other day and I felt fucking horrible. I went through a whole shame spiral, but then I also didn't even feel that bad. So like there was also that, you know, fucking dichotomy there of like, Yes. Should I feel that? Like, uh, there's a whole thing. So yes. please understand. Oh my God. We struggle. Everything that we talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm, relates. Yep. In some Which way. is we- why we talk about it. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. We're just normalizing it. Yes. So today's two, two, two angel numbers. Oh my God. Oh, oh, what? it's 1222. <laughs> I was like, two, two, two angel numbers. Oh my God. Oh, we're talking about it, but it's 1222, but still angel numbers. Anyways, we're like, man, we are right where we need to be right now. And I feel so fucking good about it. But anyways, yes. Onto the episode. Today's episode was brought on by a client from like a couple months ago, to be honest, I had just written down like, Hey, this could be like a, an episode that we could talk about this. So I came up with this, I'm not going to say that I coined this term by any means, cause I'm sure right. I did not, but like planting seeds of doubt, mm-hmm. right? I think that it is a super common thing that we receive from other people, but I think that we can also do this to ourselves. Yeah. Right. And I think 100%. it stems from anxiety. So this is what I mean by this. You start this new journey and Mm -hmm. I'm like, Hey Mar, like, I think I'm going to pursue X, Y, Z. And her initial response is, do you think that's a good idea? Mm -hmm. Do you think that's, do you think that's smart right now? Did you like really think it through? Right. So she's planting these seeds of doubt of like, fuck, should I be doing this? Because she's right. And also because that person can't have the vulnerable enough conversation to say, hey, on the outside, somebody who's not in it completely unbiased, this is what I'm seeing. This is the story that I'm telling myself. You let me know if that is like where you're going or what's going on. Like, absolutely not. Steph and I just, I mean, we walked through an example about a trip that she's going to take. And I I was like, oh, what are your thoughts? I was like, no, no. (laughs) Here's the reasons why that's not a good idea. And like, sure, that's my opinion. Yeah. I mean, we could go back to then like a part of our other podcast too, that we've talked about, like letting other people's opinions really sure. the judgment of what you want to do in your life. But, but yeah, absolutely. And it, and it even, it sometimes doesn't even have to be that like full physical response to like, do you think that's good? It can be like, are you sure? Mm-hmm. Like even that, even that, like, just, are you sure? Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't think I'm sure. Are you sure? Should I not? Like, And I think about it in terms of like, I'm going to use my parents as an example. Again, I love my parents. My parents are great people. But when I published my journal, my dad's first reaction was, well, how much money are you going to make off that? In my head, I'm like, should I have done this for money? Should I, should that have been my focus? Yeah. I'm like, but I very quickly said, I didn't do this for money. I did it because I, I wanted to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. Or even with the podcast, like, was that going to make you any money? It's like, it's coming from a place of like love and caring of like, I want to make sure that you're taking care of yourself, but it's not received that way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or if I say I'm going to do something that my parents maybe don't agree with. And so they have this doubt. Here's the thing though. I'm an adult. So I'm going to make these decisions for myself. And if I want to do something, I'm going to do it. 
but I have the confidence to know that that's okay. For Mm -hmm. some people, it's still very hard. So this came up because I had a client tell me that he was starting this workout program and his mom would say things like, are you overworking yourself? Do you think that was a good idea? Do you think this is the best thing for you? So then he started to spiral of like, maybe this isn't right for me. Maybe she's right. She knows me. She's my mom. Right. And it just Mm -hmm. kept going. And so him and I processed that and he's like, but honestly, because I said, she's planting little seeds of doubt in you and making you question a decision that you're making. He's like, but honestly, I do that to myself where I'm going to do something. And then I'm like, this might not work out. I don't think this is a good idea. I think that this might be terrible. And then again, you're planting these seeds of doubt. And when you water that with more anxiety and insecurity, those seeds of doubt are going to grow Mm -hmm. and you are not going to feel confident in the decisions that you're making for your own life. Mm -hmm. You don't know how something is going to turn out unless you do it. I also want to acknowledge the fact that that particular situation, Steph and I both can empathize with the mother and saying those questions Mm -hmm. out of fear or anxiety for her son and wanting her son to be okay. We can absolutely understand and recognize that and can understand that I could say that maybe 50, 50 times that we come across these different situations, that it's not done out of malice on that other person's part. It's that um, inability to step into that vulnerability Mm -hmm. and say, I'm feeling a lot of anxiety about you starting this new workout routine. My fear is, is that you're going to hurt yourself. My fear is, is that blah, blah, blah. So it gives that person an opportunity to, to be able to be like, oh, okay. I can understand this is coming from a caring aspect because, you know, we're related or I'm glad yeah. that like, I can understand where it's coming from. Here's how I've thought about it, or here's how this workout routine has made me feel. So then you have this opportunity to understand while well, it may be vigorous or aggressive, mm-hmm. I feel really good about it. Like when I do it, I feel very purposeful or blah, blah, blah. Like it gives you a chance to have that open conversation versus being like, well, should I be doing this? Should I mm-hmm. be doing this? Like, what does that look like? And when you plant the seeds yourself, it's also your inability to recognize what's actually happening. Am I just saying these things because I'm scared of change? Am mm-hmm. I saying these things because I don't have confidence in my ability? Right. Mm-hmm. We all struggle with this as human beings. Let's be all clear, of us, right? All of us. It could be a simple decision. For example, if I wanted to buy something that was expensive and I'm like, Marty, you think I should get it? Like, what are your thoughts? Right. I'm asking because I respect her opinion, but I also right. know that she's going to talk me through making this decision mm-hmm. in a way that's better than me trying to talk it through myself. Right. Absolutely. Because if I'm trying to talk myself through this big decision, quote unquote, big decision, there's going to be two sides of me, the one that's going to push and the one that's going to pull. So I, I can't always make a well-balanced decision. If I'm not, you know, writing it down or working through my negative cognitions or whatever it may be, there's nothing wrong with asking for somebody's opinion. But when you're doing that, you need to recognize, am I doing it because then I'm going to base my decision on what this person says, or because I respect their opinion and like their outside perspective on what's going on. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Am I placing my validation of this decision or choice with this other person because I can't validate that for myself? Mm -hmm. Or do I recognize that I'm very close to the situation and I may be biased and I know this person is going to give me an even keel um, response. They're going Mm -hmm. to give me their opinion, but then I do with it what I would like to do. Yes. When we start to plant these seeds of doubt for ourselves, it is out of that fear of the unknown, that fear of like putting ourselves out there, putting ourselves Mm -hmm. out of comfort zone. But I, I heard this thing the other day and it's really resonated with me. It was like a couple of weeks ago. And it's that the version of you that will handle the tough thing if or when it happens will be born into existence in that very moment. Mm-hmm. 
please trust your future self to handle future problems. You don't know if creating that journal was going to create some fortune for you or if it was going to um, tank, you know, it could have went into way. <laughs> yeah, deplete, deplete some sort of thing. But the reason that you were doing that was because that was a goal and a dream for you and that you had the opportunity to do it. So even if it did tank, it was that I can say with full confidence that I did something that was on my bucket list. I became an author. I published something and that felt good for me. It wasn't because I was expecting it to blow up and be on, you know, the fucking, I don't know. Good morning, America. Like, like a book book, but like yeah. New York Times bestseller for mental health. Like yes. that's not why I did that. I did that because this is something that, you know, it's been a daily practice for me. It feels really good. And I wanted to be able to do that. So that's huge. Like that's, that's so, that's the important aspect is to know that every hard situation or scenario that you have encountered because you decided to step outside your comfort zone came from being able to trust that your future self would be able to handle it. Now, I would say that most of the time that's not verbalized, but now that that's verbalized, now that you, that, that what I just said could be in the forefront of your mind of, I have to trust my future self to be able to handle future problems if, or when they come into existence, that gives almost this comfort of like, through my whole life, I've been able to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's part of a DBT skill in accepts and improves. One of the C is comparison. So sometimes comparison looks like comparing your situation to somebody else's in different circumstances, which we won't get into that right now. But comparison also can look like comparing this situation with another time that may not be identical, but could be similar. Another time that you were faced with challenge or adversity, and you were able to overcome it in whatever way that that looked like for you. Mm-hmm. So being able to understand that if this is something new that I want to try, like it's completely okay to not know what the other side looks like. I was listening to a, um, I think it was a reel on Instagram and it was, I think it was Kobe Bryant and he was, or it, was it was a basketball player. I know that. I just watched one from Kobe Bryant where he was accepting an award that was really, really, really good. So it can't, it's not Kobe Bryant. It doesn't matter. Why am I getting caught up in that? So he was like, he was talking about um, that failing means that you're trying. And then I would, I would, I would rather be trying. I would rather be out there. Oh, it was a rapper. It was, um, it was ASAP Rocky. He was like, when did he say, please don't say Kanye West. No. Oh, girl, but I crazy ass. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. That was really stereotypical. Um, well, he has shown some things that seem very, um, creepy. So crazy. The most, recent, the most recent meme I saw of him was him yes. saying to somebody, I'm not going to argue with somebody who's broker than me with money. What? What? I unpack that. Like, but but so yeah. So, so crazy was a, a big judgment, but he definitely has said some pretty unhinged things. So um, no, I'm not quoting him ever. Yes. Um, not even on his clothes, because even though he makes a lot of money off of it, what? Mm-hmm. It was ASAP Rocky, and he was talking about when did it be cool? When did it become cool to not care, to not try? Sure. He said trying is, and failing is showing that you're putting yourself in the game. You're putting yourself out there, mm-hmm. not trying. Like you're not doing anything. You're just staying stagnant, saying suck. He didn't say those exact words, but yeah. I love that he said, when did it become cool to not try, to not care? Mm-hmm. And I was like, 100%, absolutely. Because you you don't know. You don't know what's on the opposite side. But the mere fact that you have this goal or this dream or this wish like that's 
that's the beauty of this journey is being mm-hmm. able to put yourself out there, try different things and figure out what works for you and figure out what doesn't work for you. Just because you subscribe to something that you're like, okay, yeah, no, I like this. Doesn't mean that you have to follow through on it. Mm-hmm. And recognizing and taking out this fear of judgment from what other people are going to think. Cause at the end of the day, it doesn't fucking matter no, what they think about the decisions bit. you make in your life. Yeah. 100%. I wish I would have had that taught to me when I was a kid and like reinforced all the time, which is why I do it so much with bug, because he is a really like, he's not a, I don't want to call him sensitive, but like he internalizes a lot of stuff. Intelligent boy. Like, yeah, well, maybe not emotionally intelligent. Cause that's also like putting them on the, this like cusp, but like, like he knew all knowing, but like he is into emotionally intuitive. Ah, mm-hmm. there we go. He's an emotionally intuitive boy. Like it, like that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to have feelings and emotions and express them. It was funny. I was bringing him to his dad's yesterday from jujitsu. And he was like, mom, we were in the changing room. And I was like, I bet the weakest person here couldn't beat up an aunt. And some other kid was like, yeah, and that's probably you. And bug was like, I told him to be quiet. Cause I didn't want to be rude and say, shut up. <laughs> and I said, and that's okay. And I said, but at the end of the day, honey, it doesn't matter what he thinks. It if doesn't. you think you're strong, that's what matters. His yeah. opinion doesn't matter. And he was like, he's probably the weakest one in the room. And I was like, I mean, whatever, but like right. his opinion doesn't matter. And I feel like yeah. because my kid appears to be little, but he doesn't like his little bestie is smaller than him. Right. Yeah but he's not like a giant kid. And so I feel like he could be perceived as a target, which I'm trying to prevent with teaching him assertiveness and things like that. But yeah, I just thought it was interesting. I didn't want to tell him to shut up. Kids are ruthless, man. They are. Like Phil was talking about the other day in school that she saw her little classmate and they were supposed to be doing mindfulness on the computer. And he like pulled up YouTube or no, they were working on IXL and he was, he pulled up YouTube and was watching YouTube. And I tried to tell him, but I said, you know what? It's not my problem. That's like right. Whole, like the whole little, like I, I told him, I was like, oh my God, you are my sister. <laughs> you are, you're Tara. <laughs> cause she is, I, I swear to God, I birthed my sister. Cause there's, when I was a kid, I would have been like, oh. <laughs> I probably would have been like, what are you watching? What is right. that? Seems interesting. Like. I wouldn't have been able to pull myself away. I can give a shit if the teacher liked me or not. I mean, I like them, but I like, I was such a, like a run of the mill kid. It's not like I was trying to like make some extra things. I was just like, oh, so not my problem. (laughs) Oh, peanut. Anyways, I feel like we got across what we wanted to say. Mm -hmm not too much to harp on on that of just recognizing that if somebody is coming with these statements where they're saying, you know, should you do that? Or, you know, have you thought about that? Blah, blah, blah. Being able to ask them, and you could even have this assertive statement back, like these questions that you have, um, what are they relating to? Mm-hmm. Are you concerned with my well-being, or are you, you know, fearful of the process? Like just being able to explore maybe what their concern is and helping them come to that of sure. like, and also even asking like, you know, is this effective asking me these questions? Like, is this your insecurity or is mm-hmm. this my, like, I don't have that, but recognizing that that's where that's coming from. It's coming from somebody's insecurities about 
um, the maybe the size of the dream or goal that you have or what that looks like as it relates back to you, like the mom worrying about her son, my guess, based out of anxiety because she wants her son to be okay and doesn't, you know, as parents, we want to constantly attempt to protect them when yep. we have to consistently remind ourselves, come to that realization, you know, they have free will. If there's nothing mm-hmm. we can do, they're going to have to fail. They're going to have to learn the hard way that just mm-hmm. happened. But then also understanding, like, I am in control of my decisions. And while other people can offer their judgments and opinions, even if you don't go to them and ask, even if you don't go and say things like people do just offer their judgments and opinions. They sure do. Like, like, but being able to say like, I didn't ask for that. Yep. You know, I didn't, I'm not open to other people's opinions about this. This is something that's important to me. And while I can recognize that there may be concern there, like this isn't open for discussion. Mm-hmm especially as it, if it only relates to you, like it sure. doesn't really relate to anybody else. Like you wholeheartedly, I'm not open for discussions. Or mm-hmm. Could you imagine if somebody was like, are you sure you want to get a divorce? Is that, is that the right idea? I've had a lot of people say that to me. <laughs> I, I 100%. When I was going through my divorce, I had a lot of people say that to me. I said, it's 100% the right idea for me. Uh-huh. But they're like, oh, I'm sorry. It's gotta be so hard. I said, it's not hard. I don't need your, I'm sorry, actually. I'm doing said, just fine. I said, there's no reason to be sorry. And no part of me is sad about this currently. Mm-hmm. Like sure, spacing out, I could reflect back and say, I can have sorrow for the life that I imagined or dreamed. Of course. I wasn't sorry about losing that union, that partnership, mm-hmm. um, partnership. Like I wasn't sad about that, but I was sad that the life that I dreamed in my head was put to rest. I also grieved the fact that I wasn't going to have another child because like I wasn't going to be with this person and I'm not just willy nilly going to go have another kid. I mean, like, sure. If I was like, oopsie, like I mean, it is what it is. Like yeah. depending on what point in my life that I was in, but I had to grieve that too. Of Like, you know, I had these dreams and these hopes and there is um, a grieving process in divorce, different. no matter what the reason yeah. there just oh my is. God, absolutely. But I wholeheartedly had very assertive statements for people when they're like, are you sure that's the right idea? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I absolutely. I refuse to spend any more fucking time in my life bargaining my self-worth because somebody refuses to accept it. I fucking refuse. And a lot of the time, that's what the sudden statements look like, like a fucking all in it. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Are you sure? Yeah. Well, I've never been so sure of something in my entire fucking life. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> just because you can't leave your shitty marriage doesn't mean I can't. <laughs> right. and another one (laughs) and another one just kidding i fully intend on never doing that again um yeah oh that was awful (laughs) no no marriage that is the divorce yeah i'd do it again (laughs) in a heartbeat in a heartbeat sign me up fuck people are like it's so hard i'm like is it is it hard or is bargaining your worth every fucking day of your life hard what's what's hard like define hard because filling out some paperwork really isn't that bad. Right. <laughs> not. Figure it out. Sure. And I understand that everyone's divorce didn't look like our divorces. Sure. I think we had relatively pretty smooth, even keel divorces, but also still st- sentiment. The sentiment is still there of like, what's, what's harder not living in your true purpose or mm-hmm. being miserable in the rest of your life. Uh, uh, I don't know. Anyways. You can find us at Rewriting Her Story Podcast on Instagram and on YouTube. You can email us at rewritingherstorypodcast at gmail.com. Any questions, concerns, comments, any topics you want covered, we'd love, love, love any input that you have. You can find Steph at The Spooky Therapist, and you can find me at BEA underscore XO11 on Instagram. Like, share, subscribe. All those likes, shares, subscribes. 
help us grow and help us live in this soul purpose that we share and live our passion and our dream. So Mm -hmm. we appreciate all of you and any time that you spend on us. So until next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye.